the show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Electricity here in Columbia, what has been buzzing loudly all weekend. Passion of the crowd and Louis Price Stadium is second to none. And the raid breaks down in Columbia. It is good! Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Let's go, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! You believe the Cops have won this game. Here are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. Watch him celebrate now. Phil My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell you, you look like you joined Doug Dynasty. Greetings and good morning. Happy Hump Day and welcome aboard Inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios and of course presented by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. It's on the screen if you're watching, 803-446-4662, Express Sunrooms, Sinorama, the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics and right now inside of Gamecock land, things are pretty, pretty good. J.C. Schubert is here with us, of course, as always, unless he's in Disney World until 1 o'clock this afternoon. Phil is here as well. You can't see him, but he'll be back in in just a moment. Uh, He is uh, working on some things because uh, coming up in less than 20 minutes, we'll actually be joined by Stephanie Moore. She is the creator and writer of the Magic Strong book series. Why does that mean anything to you? Well, it might not just yet, but it will once she explains it all. She's also the wife of Derek Moore. And one of the burning questions in my mind is, does she wake up every morning with Derek Moore giving her the <laughs> go get him today, honey? You know, that type of speech. Motivational speech. Did. Yeah. He's, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, I cannot wait to ask her that. She seems incredibly sweet. I've never met her before. I know, JC, you know her. So we're certainly looking forward to getting her on. We might try to add somebody an hour or two uh, to talk a little Gamecock baseball with us. But, uh, but uh, we're TBD on that if not believe it or not the three of us can carry this thing right on through into the uh, one o'clock hour this afternoon we've got carolina baseball cranking up tomorrow in starkville they're leaving today to fly thank the good lord i was asking king last night i said you flying or driving he goes no 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 no. we're we're gonna fly to starkville uh so better than john whittle who's gonna leave and drive all the way over there tomorrow morning the ladies of course this weekend are in the final four we're going to continue to discuss that leading into it uh, we've got some football stuff. We've got some breaking basketball news as well to get out here in just a moment. Uh, and last night, the Gamecocks made the Joe their home away from home, uh, and they uh, took care of the Bulldogs 13-2, to the final score down there behind a pair of home runs, one, and maybe it got him going. Caleb Denny hit one to dead center. The flags had not lifted all night. There was not an ounce of air moving, and it carried literally out of dead center field well over 400 feet. And then Gavin Costas got one out of right field. So a good midweek win. The best start in program history 
for Carolina baseball. This is a team that's one of the best programs in the history of college baseball. This is the best start in program history, 24-2, and two, J.C. It's incredible uh, with what they've been able to accomplish as uh, they've gotten things going this year. What's up? Yeah, they have that they have that old school Carolina baseball fight in them. These kids, uh, and, and frankly, I haven't seen that from a lot of teams. Uh, really, maybe since Holbrook's first year, where there were a lot of leftover guys from that 2012 team, and they took a really good North Carolina team to the wire and the Supers and a, a, the longest Super Regional I think in college baseball history. I think Whittle was in Chapel Hill for eight days. <laughs> Um, and, and that team could have won that, easily won that super and gone back to Omaha for a fourth straight year. But uh, just looking at it, uh, you know, you, you get that feeling. And sometimes, especially in the sport of baseball, that, that feeling, that, that those intangibles, uh, the, those moments in the game, the, those, uh, those pace, the paces uh, of the sport uh, matter. You know, it, it matters. That's why – you know, uh, in football on offense, you get quiet because you want your offense to hear. In basketball, you're not cheering wildly uh, when your team's shooting free throws. But in baseball, when you're at the play, boy, the crowd's going wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a different type of adrenaline. And these guys, you know, no, they're not perfect. Uh, they're not 26 and 0. Uh, but you know, that's you don't you don't win every game in the sport. But you can win if you win most of them. You know, like this. Uh, it's good. And they will lose. They'll lose more games. They, you know, I was talking to somebody today. I think if they go four and five against uh, three of the best teams in the country coming up, that's, that's pretty solid, oh, spectacular. you know, against LSU, Florida and Vandy. So, but, but right now, you know, they're answering the bell. Uh, that, that's the other thing, you know, life and sports and whatever. It's never about what happens to you because that's inevitable. Things are going to happen to you. Just like, you know, you order a custom hockey jersey and you misspell your last name and get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. how you respond, yeah. right? right? <laughs> I'm just joking yeah. about that. that. That was funny. But, uh, you know, um, it's how you respond. And, you know, Carolina baseball has always been about responding. I mean, think about this, Jamie. Uh, how many times South Carolina lose the opening game of the College World Series under 10? Yep, it, it happened a couple of times, yeah. How many times they, did they lose a the second? Yeah, yeah, none. They just kept winning. Never. Yeah, they've never they've never <laughs> been zero and two in Omaha. Uh huh. Yeah. So it wasn't too. Im- I mean, so look. I mean that it, it, that sport in particular is about responding. I mean, you go, you have a big series, emotion, two emotionally tough wins uh, against Missouri, where you know against the odds you came back and won, won a twelve inning thing. You go to Citadel. Citadel's been playing better, like we talked about yesterday. Uh, their pitching staff had gotten a little better. You go with the Johnny Hole staff approach, and you just belt them thirteen to two, and 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 playing Citadel down there, even with the best Carolina teams, it's not always been easy. You know, no, it, no. I remember a lot of four to threes and three to twos when Tanner was here and stuff, and you just belt them in the face, and 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 that's what good teams do. That they, they keep it up. They're able to self motivate. Um, I think the addition to of Monty Lee uh, right now is, is approaching like a mythical. A, a, a mythical state because I mean, it's like he brought back the the old ghost. You know, the woke, woke up the echoes, as they say in South Bend. Because um, this reminds me of those teams Tanner had, um, and I'll remind everybody those teams Tanner had were never perfect in the regular season. Uh, I don't, I still don't think, just because of the SEC and how tough it is, 
that we're going to see this team go 50 and six like the mm-hmm. 2000 team did uh, in the regular season. But by God, they can get to 44 and, and, and 12, 42 and 14. I, I have no doubt in my mind uh, because as long as they're hitting the ball and answering that challenge, and that was the big bugaboo coming in, Jamie, as long as they're continuing and, and got just different guys every single time. Uh, and that helps because if you're if you're like that team a couple of years ago and you're just counting on Wes Clark to hit it over the fence or and then praying Josiah Seitler makes contact a couple of times and having to completely shut people down to have a chance to win, that's not, in my opinion, uh, it's a recipe for winning baseball, but not championship-level baseball. Championship-level baseball, you go up and down the lineup and anybody at any time can, can get you runs, manufacture runs, get on base, start a rally, whatever. And then you, you you combine that with the depth of the pitching staff. I mean, you know, hey, keep it going. I I see too many people out there going, well, gosh, you, you know, now now we just you know we can go twelve and eighteen and still make a regional. Well, set your sights higher. This is South Carolina baseball, you know. Uh, and, and this team, uh, I think, you know, after this weekend, we'll be halfway through the season. Now, not halfway through the SEC, but a third of the way. You know, uh, or almost a third. So I, I think uh, I think it's time to kind of give these guys credit. They've answered all the challenges. Uh, it's going to get tougher. They're going to lose games, but uh, it just seems like every time you're like, "Oh, this could be," you know, "Oh gosh, they lost to Charlotte last week, so maybe Citadel gets them this way." Uh-uh. uh-uh. They shut the door on those narratives pretty quickly, uh, and and it's really been that way since they came back against Clemson and Greenville. I mean, this team's answered a lot of calls since then. So very happy with where things are at with baseball um, just in terms of, of how they're playing and stuff. And, you know, Starkville's going to be another one. You got to answer the challenge, but I think these guys are up to it. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, the, the, the road in the sec is, is just a brutal place to go. It doesn't matter how bad somebody has been playing or anything like that. It, it does not, it does not, it does not, it does not, it does not. You, Carolina just last year. Let me remind everybody: is it was horrible, right? It was they were a game under five hundred, and this and that's not the standard here. They were also they also won thirteen games in the SEC, and they were considered one of the worst teams in the league. So um, you know, it you're, you're gonna you're gonna lose games in this league. Uh, you know, it's, people need to get that out of their mind that that they're not going to. They're going to be upset. You know, the the guy who. I, I went just for humor last night when I got home. I was actually talking to Blake Cooper on the phone, watching a little TV, and I just decided to pull up Twitter and see who was already chiming in on the Gamecock baseball Twitter feed down one nothing. And sure enough, there's one idiot, you know. And then you know, before you know it, and that's that's what this team is capable of. They are capable of scoring runs quickly, and that's not always been the case, or it hasn't been the case for a while. And last night they proved that once again, a couple of different times where. They can change it in a hurry, and and they did. And um, it's a it's a really fun team to watch. They're well coached. A couple of things happened last night. They need to certainly get cleaned up. But but um, but overall, you, there's no way to feel anything other than ecstatic about where they are. And when they when they hit a skid, because they're going to, everybody will. Oh, she's going to hit one. Everybody's going to hit one. When they hit a skid, as you mentioned just a moment ago. What type of makeup is in the locker room in order for you to get out of it? And how do you just, you know, you take the small things in baseball and allow them to not become the big things in baseball. So, you know, when you when you go 0 for 3 or 0 for 4 with three strikeouts, you want to make sure that you don't show up the next night and, and go 0 for 4 with three more strikeouts. You know, how, how, do you, how do you squeeze one or two 
good ABs. In the, even if you don't, even if you don't have a hit, but you squeeze a good at bat or two in there to kind of to kind of level things off. And and as they say in football, you don't want to get beat, beat this week and then let it beat you next week. And it's kind of the same thing in baseball. If you get beat today, tomorrow, and the next day, don't let it beat you next weekend. Um, but this team's got really good leadership and. And we were talking about that after the game last night. You know, I, I mentioned to Monty, I said, this is just incredible. He said, we got good leadership. And um, that goes a long, long, long way. I remember the 2010 game uh, or 2010 series, the 2010 game series, 2010 season, uh, when they came home, got beat 19 to six in that game three against Clemson, started six and four. And people were like, what changed? What changed? Well, I'll tell you what changed. The leadership changed. The leadership went into the office of Coach Tanner and said, these are the things that we feel like we need to do around here to, to kind of loosen the strings a little bit. And Coach Tanner said, all right, well, let's do it. And it kind of worked out. Uh, when when you had a bunch of the crowd, fire Ray Tanner, fire Ray Tanner, fire Ray Tanner. Well, good thing they didn't do that because there would be zero national championships in Carolina, and good thing he listened to his players. So, yeah, it's impressive. Uh, it's impressive to see what's happening. And um, the long trip to, trip to Starkville uh, begins today. Real quick from hoops, and we'll get into this later, uh, JC, because I know we don't we don't have a ton, ton of time to talk about it. But uh, point guard uh, Talon Cooper has committed to South Carolina from Minnesota. He is though originally from Roebuck, which is in the Upstate. JC, you know where Roebuck is quite well. Dor- Dorman High School, Paul M. Dorman High School. Yeah, he averaged about ten points per game, four boards, and uh, six point three assists per game. At uh, Minnesota, shot around 40% and around 38% from three. His first three years of college basketball, he did play at Moorhead State. Uh, but we'll come back to that in, uh, in just a little while. Um, uh, before, just a little while on our program. Phil will be in in just a little bit. Um, let's take a, ch- take a peek, JC, at the Nanosports chat box because yesterday uh, we, we didn't get to a lot of the stuff in here. Uh, and, um, and so I want to make sure that we do a couple of baseball questions here from Cam. Does Will Sanders get a start this weekend? I think you have to. So, um, I, I, there's, there's, uh, put, I've got some information. I, I just, I think you might see a little bit of a change this weekend. Um, we'll put it that way. I don't know all the details or the specifics. I don't want to come off as the guy that, let me tell you what I know, but I'm not going to tell you what I know. You know what I mean? I don't want to do that. Um, but uh, there, there's, there looks like maybe a little bit of a change this weekend to kind of help get him going and to get off to a, a, a good start. Um, so we'll see if that actually happens or not. I know they've been throwing some things around, but uh, and Whittle mentioned some stuff here the other day. I heard some similar things last night, but a little bit different as well. So we'll just have to wait and see how it all plays out. John asked, shouldn't Braswell be a regular starter? I don't know how to answer that question because, you know, Monty and King and these and Wingo and these guys see him every day. So, you know, they, they, they're not going to not play somebody that can help them win a game. Um, they might feel that his best fit is coming off the bench right now. Uh, they might feel that defensively um, he's not the answer at this point in time for whatever reason at second base, and they got to have Lee Croy's bat in there. I don't know. Those are questions we can ask, but I'm going to lean on them. They're 24-2, and two, and it's kind of hard for me to second guess why a guy is or is not in the lineup at this point in time. 
Yeah, you don't mess with a win streak. I mean, like, look, I, I'll be honest. I I don't know that I would change the pitching rotation right now because as, as as good as some other guys have been, and maybe as deserving as say a James Hicks may be to be the starter uh, if, if he if he wants to be the starter uh, over Sanders. Why baseball? Like I said, those those unspoken things that happen in that sport. Uh, don't mess with a winning streak, right? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think that's from Bull Durham. Uh, and I think Chris Phillips said that <laughs> the other day. So I'm, I'm, I'm stealing material today uh, <sighs> since I can't spell and I'm such a loser. But, uh, it, you know, so, so yeah, I, and, and Braswell hasn't been in there. He's been good coming off the bench. So we'll see now, uh, you know, you got if he's not in there because of the de- of defense, the guy that's backing him up, you know, and he's played good defense, obviously. I know some things happened last night that have some people questioning it, but, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I I don't think Michael Braswell has made his last contribution to oh, his no. team winning games this year, no, no. Uh, and, and we'll yeah. see sort of what happens. I, uh, I think all this adversity, again, it's how you respond. All this adversity he's gone through is going to help make him a better player and, and a better person, you know, and, and to, he's got to keep responding, keep coming, and, his day will come. Yep, his his day certainly will come. And and as for Will Sanders, they're they're working through it. They're working through it. There's there's a lot. There's there's always more to the story. So uh, they'll get him figured out. And I assure you, by the end of the year, this is this was this is my bold statement of the day. By the end of the year, you're gonna go ah, there's Will, there's Will Sanders. Nice, nice to see him again. He, uh, yeah. It's coming at some point in time. All right. So- and by then, who knows? Noah may be in a in a funky position, or Mahoney, or. I mean, God forbid there's an injury, you know? I mean, so, yeah, it, it's a long season. It, it's, a, it's a game that plays out over time. It's not instantaneous, so be patient and see what happens. It is 11.20 on what seemingly is a little bit of a chilly but beautiful Wednesday afternoon here in the wonderful Palmetto State. John, I hope it's as beautiful out there in the Pacific Northwest as it is here. We do need to step aside. Uh, for a quick break when we return stephanie moore will join us Uh, she is the creator and writer of the magic strong book series i think you're going to really enjoy this conversation because i as i was reading up on this and i'm going to let her really kind of explain it of course right um this is pretty neat something that i I feel like i want to get for my children but i also as i mentioned to jc and i'm not sure if she's already in the back room waiting or not i can't wait to hear whether Derek, her husband, whom we all know, Coach Moore at South Carolina, wakes the house up in the morning with some type of motivational speech or, or language or video or something. Uh, I've always wondered what's he like outside of the building. But we're going to find that out in addition to so much more. So hang Family tight. vacations. At- <laughs> hang tight inside the Gamecocks from the Sinorama Studios. We'll be right back. <laughs> Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? 
Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, All of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Traveling to cheer on the Gamecocks? Reserve your hotel stay with Fan Plans. Your booking supports inside the Gamecocks and the Big Spur, plus you still earn your hotel loyalty points. Visit fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks. What's up, Gamecock Nation? This is Ja'Kai Moore from the DMV, and you are listening to the show. It's 11.24. Oh, you wouldn't know you're here, Phil. You can do it. I mean, you know. I'm back. <laughs> I didn't know your show. I didn't know you were coming <laughs> that's today. Right. That's right, <laughs> man. That's right. No, I'm not taking a day off. And Welcome back to the show, everybody. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, you're good, man. You're good. We didn't communicate that in the private chat. But uh, we are delighted to be joined on the McKellar Enterprises guest line by none other than Stephanie Perry Moore. We all know her as wife of... Derek Moore, but Stephanie's here to tell us about a special project that she's doing regarding her Magic Strong series of books. Stephanie, I'll admit that this is a uh, a subject near and dear to my heart as my wife is a teacher and has been for a long time. So we are in full support of you and would love to hear more about it. So what are we what are we looking at this e- this morning? Well, hello, gentlemen. First of all, I have to say hello and thank you so very much for having me on your show. JC, shout out from Derek. Say hello <laughs> this morning for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, for those of them, I've known Derek for, gosh, 15 years now uh, and all that. Certainly know Stephanie and his entire family. And, uh, you know, I, I've been, we've been talking about this project for a while, uh, Stephanie and I, and I've, I've known about it. And now it's just the right time. Uh, to get her front and center and to talk about uh, the good things she's doing. And certainly uh, all Gamecock fans love Derek. I I, I don't know that <laughs> I properly expressed, uh, I mean, his, his Georgia Tech video speak for itself, but I don't even know that I properly expressed the impact uh, he would have uh, both uh, forward facing and behind the scenes when uh, Shane Beamer gave him the opportunity. So, uh, but everybody knows him now. So uh, it, it's good and certainly glad to have you on to talk about this very important project you guys have. That means everything. I tell you what, so I've been an author for about 20 years now. 
Um, Derek and I write some books together. A lot of people know, to your point, the things he does with sports um, when young people get to be on that collegiate level. But he's got a dear passion for young people when, ten, you know, 15 years before they ever touch a, a collegiate field. Um, or, or field of play. And so we've been writing books myself and of course with him um, for young people. And so I have a new series that's coming out. It's called Magic Strong. And it's basically for our struggling readers, really. I have write high interest, low level with Crabtree Educational Publishers. Thank you guys there so much. And it's a five book series. Pretty excited that just imagine um, sort of like Magic School Bus. You've got young people who are needing to get on grade level that are a little behind and have to go to an extra resource class for some extra help. But what's fun about that is Mr. Gray is that teacher that, like you all with sports, just gets on the young people's page on what can we do to fire you up to be excited about learning. And so he doesn't want to make this extra class something that's boring, but he tells the, the kids that they can. So Magic has a lot of challenges at home, you know, a father incarcerated, you know, mom um, going through some rehab challenges. And he has to now live with his aunt, who happens to be the principal of this great school. So, you know, a lot of good stuff going, but coming out of some challenges. And he goes to Mr. Gray and he says, you know what? I'm going to take you to creative, imaginative places in the books a each of the five books have to do with a learning opportunity and English, learning how to write a paper. They go to the circus, for example, the trash can in the uh, hallway turns into a rocket. They go to outer space to learn the planets, the sun and the moon. So it's five different books with five different pieces. And so we're excited to be partnering um, with the Beamer Family Foundation and the great work they do with health care for children. And we've been working this last uh, school year with four of the schools in Richland, too, sort of off of that two-notch area that truly um, came out and reached out to them and to us about wanting to work with the young male program in particular, but also all the kids in the school to just fire them up and get them also excited to learn um, and get them back on grade level. And so we've been partnering with SCE TV and we're pleased to report that we're going to be shooting our pilot, Turning the Books to Life. Um, throughout the state of South Carolina, our goal is to be community partners like you all are and all of us be there together. Philip, I appreciate you saying with your wife as a teacher, it takes a community to help know and get these young people to believe that they can be amazing. They don't just get to where it's bright. You know, let's take it back a prequel, so to speak. What does that young person look like before they ever become the quarterback at our school? running back, you know, D-line, we care. So this is that project that's going to say we care about you young so that you give us a great product, you know, 10 years from now. <laughs> now, Mrs. Moore does have a website as well, stephanieperrymore.com. Um, so I, I have twin little girls. They just turned four. And one of the staples in our home from day one has been, even when they were babies, Mrs. Moore, was to read to them. And we have, I feel like, a, an entire library in this house. I'm, I'm trying to get rid of books. We have so many books that have been handed down, given to us. We're on the Dolly Parton program. They send books every month and all that type of stuff. And we have twins, so we get the same, they get the same book twice every month. Um, so we try to give those to neighbors and stuff. With all that said, that's just in my household. We feel like it's very important. Why is it important for youngsters, young children, 
girls and boys? Why is it important to read? Why is it important to read to them? Why is it important for them to learn to read as young as they can? You know, reading unlocks a key to everything. Um, any career, dream, opportunity that a young mind wants to eventually go to, as we know as adults, reading is a key to that. It unlocks math problems. It unlocks science and technology. It unlocks social studies and history and what's to come. Um, even in the arts, you know, you, you have to be able to read to go towards any other piece of your dream. And so when they, uh, what we're finding is, again, with COVID and with just different type things going on in people's households, to your point, it's like getting them to understand if you can do this and find success in it, then it unlocks the door to everything else they might want. So I appreciate you asking that great question. Why is it important? Because it's the key to everything. You know, it's like <laughs> you can't play on, on, you know, in the fall. Um, and we were just talking about baseball. Those guys are having a great season. They can't do what they do then. No, they that's been work put in, you know, years before. And that's sort of the way it is with reading. To be great in anything, you've got to get it early so that you don't fall behind. Because right now, the accelerated pace on what's second grade work, you know, Phil, you were just saying your wife's a teacher. You look at some of this curriculum, and you're like, wait, that's a second grade word? <laughs> I didn't learn that till sixth grade. So we, we, we don't have any time anymore for them to be behind. We've got to help them stay on grade level from the beginning. And that's pre-K. Yeah, for sure. I, I appreciate uh, like part of the story too, Stephanie, from what I've been reading is, uh, you know, magic is, has dealt with some moving and all of that. And, and it, it kind of brings some light on the transient nature of a lot of uh, the students here in you know, not just South Carolina, but across the nation right now uh, and having to address that and adjust to new schools. And, and, you know, we finally found a permanent home for magic, which is good, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's a, it's something that does need to be addressed and, and some light shed on because it creates uh, some of the issues that these children have. It's not necessarily inherent within them. It's the outside circumstances that they deal with um, that make it an uphill struggle. Wow. And that's why I love Derek's job and, and the, you know, colleges, great ones such as the University of South Carolina even sees a need for an executive director of, of, you know, character and player development. Coach Beamer's amazing with catching that vision, too, because, you know, a lot of our athletes, regardless of sport um, here, as well as any other school, no school is different. As you mentioned, J.C. Derek was at Georgia Tech, too, for for years. We find it all across um, HBCU, D2. It doesn't matter. Um, the, the kids have a lot, whether you are starting, whether you're on the bench, whether you are um, hoping to get, you know, next man up, whatever the next woman up, whatever the case is. Um, we're just super excited to be able to come alongside of them and say that, yes, we care about you winning for our school, but we care about you as people. And that starts young so that they can build themselves up, because when you're going for big dreams, People are watching you a little bit more closely, but if you're stronger because of your foundation, your community has helped build you up and to understand that, you know, a tough game, we still need to encourage you through that because another game's around the corner. We can't, you know, we're on their street. So, so I appreciate you saying that, Phil. Definitely. This type of stuff too, I, I think, because kids these days, they're bombarded because of technology with a lot of things yep, that yep. maybe don't reinforce positive coaching, uh, coping skills. I, I talked earlier about uh, just talking baseball that, you know, life, baseball, football, whatever. It's not about what happens to you because things are going to happen. Mm. Uh, like Phil was talking. Uh, it's about how you respond 
and I, I think there's a lot of negativity uh, out there these days in terms of how children, young people uh, learn to respond. I think there's a positive way to do it. Uh, and, and, and I think things like this kind of reinforce those coping skills, wouldn't you think? Gosh, I so so do. And I mean, just being able to listen to you all and how you talk about, you know, Gamecock Nation being the insider scoop is so good. But you're right. These are people with lives and humans. And imagine them, you know, 10 years before they ever get here with hopes and dreams to be able to get here. There's so many young people that are on peewee leagues and all these other things going and kind of getting the training that might not get an opportunity to be a, a, a D1 athlete, you know, to play here and be a Gamecock. But we can certainly help them reach the dreams that they do have. And if they have those dreams, um, my father's an educator in Liberty County, which is a school district in Georgia. And he, Derek and myself speak in schools, Operation Read, reach every attainable dream. So, you know, JB, when you ask that question, why is reading so important? I go back to that because people have dreams. And in order to reach them, you know, you stand in here with some of these schools and these great kids. What do you want to be? What do you want to be? Oh, I want to play at University of South Carolina. I want to, you know, do this. I want to play all this great stuff. I want to be a rapper. I want to be this. And they have these great, I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, but then they're failing or they have D's and we're like, okay, you got two choices. You can change your dream or you got to change your behavior, you know? And so, you know, JC, I appreciate what you were just saying because you're so on the street of, yes, we've got to help them understand that where they are in their education, it leads to and unlocks their future opportunities. We, and we care about them as humans. I, I, I found it. I didn't know this uh, until you sent me this information yesterday um, you've sold over a million copies of your books, which is unbelievable. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, you have yeah. written over 75 books, right? And, and I'm assuming in that 75 includes this series of five here, this, the, the magic strong series or, or well, so either way, it's over 75. Have 80. That's correct. So, so you have 80. Okay. So wow, that's unbelievable. How do you walk me through? your 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 work because how do how do you how i don't know i don't know if the word's proud but i'll say that how proud of you are, of this series of books compared to the other 75 that you've written i mean i i, I have never read one of these I, I look forward to to getting all of them i, I want my children to, to have them so carrie and i can read to them and I'm, we're excited about that but i'm just anxious to understand what your other work is and how you compare and contrast this to all that Oh, wow. That's such a great question. So the Over the 80 books, it's been a span of, again, 20 years. It took me seven years to get my first book published. And probably the reason why I have a heart for this, um, students that aren't on grade level, I, I mentioned my dad's in education. My mom is a, a retired teacher as well. So, you know, I had two good parents that were educators pushing me along the way, but I was one of those knuckleheads. Truth be told, let's, you know, call the spade a spade. And in the seventh grade, I knew I wanted to write for television and film. Never really an author. My dream was always to be, you know, a, a, a Steve, uh, Spelling, um, Aaron Spelling, who did Love Boat. And you guys might might remember some of those shows. Sure. I remember the Love Boat. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And so that's the what I wanted to do. And I didn't realize that, of course, I asked kids when I was speaking in school, so what what class do you think I rocked it in? And they're, of course, saying, as you guys would say, what class did English. I do? English. I would, what grades do you think I got in there? 
I would say A, but That's probably right, you would say yeah. it, but I kind of gave it a little away. No, <laughs> no, I didn't get A's. I didn't get B's. And then they'll go straight to F's. I'm like, no, I didn't get F's. <laughs> but I got C's and D's. I knew I wanted to be an author, a writer, and the one class I should be paying attention in is a class I didn't do well in. And so, JB, to answer your question, I, it took great educators to tell me, you are talented in this. They believed in me to help me get things straight. My father's story is sort of similar that he had great two parents, but he was a class clown and went to South Carolina State. I was born in Charleston, so we got a lot of South Carolina roots. My mom is from, born in Aiken. So just a lot of family in this state. And then Derek was from a single mom. And so he had to decide I was in living in this, you know, kind of tired, t- um, pro, you know, I, I'd say the hood. Let's just say, put it out there. And he's <laughs> like, this isn't what I wanted for myself. He wanted to play for the NFL and he made, kept on until he got there. And so for me, it took me seven years to get these books out there. And I've been published ever since until five years ago, I did not have a deal. And so this new series, after being published for 20 years, this new series that took me five more years to get out there is dear to my heart because I had to go back to educators and say, what's missing? What's needed? How can I help you do your job better? Because I care. And so finally, I got a new series out there. And it's sort of like, yeah. you know, we're going to cheer. I, I feel like I won a championship, right? <laughs> well, you did. You, yeah, oh, no, no doubt. With, with, that's um, a championship level series, I, I think. Championship level. Oh, uh, that's from a friend, but I'll take it. <laughs> I, I've got some nuts and bolts questions, real quick, uh, and I know these guys want to want to jump in. And by the way, there is just so you know, you don't. There is no shot we're going to let you get off this show without giving us the inside scoop on being married to Derek Moore. Just so you know, that's coming. Um, <laughs> but uh, the 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 series on SCETV. Is there an anticipated release date on that? And if and if folks out there would like to to bring you into their school, um, their daycare, whatever it may be, to have you uh, speak, or I don't know if you read to them or whatever it is, you know, how, how would they go about doing so? Absolutely. So on the website, they're able to contact us. They're able to contact your show. And I think um, you guys are going to connect them over as well. We and yep. we're excited that they're able to contact, um, you know, the University of South Carolina through Derek's office is for to, and they handle bringing us in too. So we're, we're pretty excited about that. And I'm on Twitter. So if anybody wants to see me there, see Derek there, we're pretty easily accessible in this great world in which we're in. Uh, the the TV series SE TV. Do you know when there was a release date on that? Or yeah, so we're date? shooting um in June. As soon as the students get out of school, Perfect. um, we're okay. shooting in June. So we're very thrilled about that. And then we there the air date is going. It's like a back to school kind of push. The pilot is what we've been greenlit to shoot. So we're excited to come back to you guys when it's in the can. We're about to release this thing. It's either going to be in August or right at Labor Day for the start of the school year to get young people excited about our theme of you can. And that's what we hope they run with all year long. And when you see these three little actors that are playing magic and the two twins, Rex and Reva, um, you're going to be fired up that we've got some great talent in this state. We want to bring film to this state. You know, I'm just coming from Georgia. Georgia's big in the South now from, um, for film. 
mm-hmm. Hollywood of the mm-hmm. South. We're going to expand that. Um, and North Carolina is doing some great things as well as the state of South Carolina too for film. So we're excited to partner with SCE TV. A lot of content for pre-K, Sesame Street, you know, all, the, all that great programming, a lot of things for adults with the PBS scripted world, Downton Abbey, I'm a fan, those types of things. But could use some great more programming in that K-12 space. And I'm just blessed and excited that they're open to expanding in that way because you guys are, you talked about being parents. What we need more content for positive content for our young people. I came up in the era of after school special. It was still tough content, but it was a reason and a point for it. And so we want to put something great out there for our kids to inspire them to soar. What, 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 hey, what, JC or Phil, I, I mean, maybe you can explain this, Mrs. Moore. What, what would it be oh, like to have, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what if, what if your husband walked in to read one of these books? What, what would that experience be like? What would these kids be doing if he's reading and how he just communicates every day? So what's so funny is Derek's like, you know what, if, if I had another career, I think I would want to be an actor. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be good. He'd be, he'd be good. He's, he's yeah. good. Yeah, he'd what's be, so he'd funny be. is he want to be the villain, which is so funny. It's <laughs> the opposite of his personality. But he is. He he loves reading The Grinch at Christmas. So just imagine. I, nice. I think I've said it all. Man, I, nice I love him. that. I, I need a copy of him reading The Grinch. That's <laughs> like that. That I got uh, James Earl Jones reading the Bible and Morgan Freeman reading uh, some Shakespeare. I need Derek Moore reading The Grinch in my life. Yeah. I, I definitely do. I'm going to call him and ask him. Like, just, I think, and then at the end, he says, go Gamecocks or whatever. Go Gamecocks. I love it. Um, so, so, Stephanie, obviously, stuff like this, uh, it's it's publicly funded and privately or publicly funded with uh, some generous people. Is there a place people can go to kind of contribute to the cause to, to help financially get this thing off the ground? I know Phil has a uh, – uh, a graphic we can put up for that, right, Phil? If I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah, uh, just to uh, let Game Gamecock Nation know how they can rally behind this. I've got the two, and I can if we can get a website, I can definitely post it. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, so just tell us how how the 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 you know the, there's so much stuff that's crowdfunded and stuff nowadays. Tell us how uh, Greater Gamecock Nation could could help out with with this great cause. That means everything. Yes. Um, I think we all are corporate broadcasting, public broadcasting viewers of different great documentaries they do and all the other content. And it is funded through, you know, organizations and donors like you. We hear that tagline all the time. So if people would love to be a part of what we're doing, um, we certainly would be excited about that. And it, as fun fact, um, our, the, the educator that came and came to us, he played ball at Clemson. So we, we're excited to, to just have all love throughout the state be a part of what we're doing because we're doing this for kids. But they are going to yeah. teleport to Williams Rice Stadium in the show. So we got some fun things that are going to be popping <laughs> off that I think Gamecock mm-hmm. Nation is going to be pretty proud about. And just to be clear, the guy from Clemson, he can read, right? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I won't go there, yeah. but we're on the same street. I, I, I'm just kidding. Yeah. The rivalry never dies. It no, never no, no. Dies. It, it, it never right. What, uh, so, so, Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to go ahead. Uh, so it's just kind of switching gears. So, again, we'll, we'll put the website back up. You guys want to help out. I know I'm helping out. Uh, you know, we've got some things cooking there on my end. But, uh, you know, that it's always good to get behind the good calls and, and sometimes we don't know what good causes to actually get behind. So it's good to have that. But switching gears, how are you liking living in South Carolina? Uh, I know you guys were 
in uh, Atlanta, the the east suburbs, Covington, I think, is that right? For That's a long right. time, Absolutely. and uh, you know, twenty years at Georgia Tech, and uh, now kind of back in you know a place where you have a lot of roots. And I know Derek's been wanting to get to for a while. Uh, how, how do you like uh, South Carolina? Uh, since it's kind of still relatively new, and um, and uh, and all that, and USC and the people, and uh, just uh, let us know. I'm always curious because it's my home state, and I always like to to hear what people think. No, it's, I just had no idea that, you know, we're, we're people of faith. So I didn't know that God was really doing some amazing things by bringing us back here, not only to this great staff, coach Beamer and all the amazing um, other folks on the staff here and their wives and families, just the building, you know, itself, when you go in there, you, you understand why it's attracting so much great, so many great recruits, you know, it's, it's just a place I feel is magic pun intended and it's strong you know, pun intended there too, because uh, it pulls you. I am, again, was born in Charleston, but I left at age two. So I don't really have a point of reference there. But with my mom being from Aiken, every year I've been in the state of South Carolina, probably, you know, all my life. And just living here, though, the air feels a little bit. I, I tell people, oh, we got home on the beach. It's no water behind us. <laughs> you feel like you breathe and, and, and it helps you just look up at the sky and say it's endless possibilities. And we found folks to be friendly, um, nice, fun rivalries in the state, as we just sort of alluded to there. So across, you know, all scopes, we have thoroughly enjoyed it. And we're right on 20. So to your point about where we live, JC, you know, we stay on 20 and we're able to be back in, in Georgia in no time. So we, we feel like we're home though. And for Derek to have be from Georgia and spend so much time in Georgia, he's like, I think I want to stay in South Carolina. I'm like, wow. wow. So we're, we're loving it. I, well, and 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 I didn't mean to offend anybody from Clemson. We do know no, that they you can, didn't. This is fun stuff. No, I and we and we know that stuff. they can count at least to thirty-one. Uh, <laughs> we know they can get that far. So, uh, I'm just having fun today, Mrs. No, no, no. We're what, big SEC people. People, other thing people don't know is I went to Auburn. So you know, I oh, went to Auburn. Oh, oh okay. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so that's fun. And, and so the SEC love. We had a daughter that went to Georgia. Another one that went to Mississippi State. Um, Coach Beamer's oh. wife Emily went to Mississippi State. So I just love SEC and that rivalry. If you can't have it, I mean, what are we doing here, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you probably said the same thing about Bama fans. You know, yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. about Derek's best yeah. buddy is Antonio London, who played with him with Detroit <laughs> Lions, and they're still great friends today. And so talk about going at it. Oh, that Auburn Alabama rivalry. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's uh, that's the one thing that all those schools you. You just mentioned none of them care much for Alabama, and well, let's be honest, none of them care for Clemson either. Uh, so uh, we we all got that. For, for that, that long, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so so what? When you wake up in the morning, what is Derek Board doing? Like, what is is he? How, what's the deal? Is he is he giving a speech for the day? Is he what's he like at home <laughs> outside of what we're seeing on the on the TV screen? So what's so funny is we raised three children um, and, you know, we're empty nesters now. So it's so fun that we're young at heart um, because, you know, do you think you talk about Derek reading? We talked about the Grinch. He truly is just probably if he's zero to 100, I think you guys would agree. Derek might be 98, 100, uh, 110. He's always that way. He is. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's always that way. Uh, he's excited. So he wakes he up in the morning and says, "Go." Yeah. I, I, I'd like to have him on my alarm clock. One of those uh, people have said yeah. that, you know. Yeah. People have it's, said the, that. it's the Georgia Tech. It's the one he did at Georgia okay. Tech. He's like, tells a time where a man gets called to the front of the line, and he has to take care of his responsibilities, and that fires me up to do carpool every morning. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it's nothing like family. Oh, I love that okay. one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, well, that's, 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 that's all you have. <laughs> Ultimately, oh, yeah. that's all you need. Yeah. Do, do you ever brothers? Yeah, I, I've memorized them. I, 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 I could probably do a, a Derek Moore monologue oh, as an audition well, piece or something. About you for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah but, really but he would, one. but he would do it in a Coach O voice. We got to work on the Derek Moore voice. <laughs> yeah, no, I, don't, I don't have a Derek voice, I'm Coach O. I just so. excited about what you guys do because people listen to sports all the time. Derek's one of those that he just loves, you know, listening to radio, and it's just so fun because we. You're, 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 these young people compete hard, but we appreciate folks like you that, that, you know, highlight what they're doing. And it's not always easy days when you're in athletics, for sure. But it is always something that champions the joy in others. And life is, can be tough, but it's always glass half full. And you guys make the glass um, real top running over for folks when we get to talk about the team and this sport and the school in which we love. So thank you. Well, I, I, I uh, certainly we appreciate that but i i think a lot of people forget sometimes and we do too you know i think we all collectively around here try to uh make sure that we do and say things respectfully but a lot of people forget that in the world that we all kind of live in this college athletics world these are they are kids i don't care what people say they are i was a kid when i was 21 years old i'm, right. I'm almost 40 it's amazing how much of a kid i was i look back on it and i was kind of a stupid kid we all were and they're all also sons and daughters, you know? Uh, well, I mean, you were even saying it about Coach Tanner. You were uh, previously, I was just listening before you called in that there was a lot of people that wanted to say, Get, go to a new direction, go to a new direction. And glad they didn't because look at the result. And so I, 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 that just really spoke to me because sometimes it's easy for us to say, this isn't working, that isn't working, just in life in general. But even for me, with trying to get television and film, we just got to stay with it because. <laughs> You never know. It's right around the corner. You know, let's help each other get to the goals and dreams. And particularly, yes, we should want our fans to do, you know, our teams to do well. But it's a way in which we can cheer our young people on because you're right. They're, they're, they're just babies. <laughs> so be nice. <laughs> be, be. So how, 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 how did we've already blown through our break here? Guys. And that I mean, does we're, help we're, with recruiting. When recruits look and they're saying, oh, their fan base cares about me even when I might have dropped a ball or even when, I mean, that's stuff. like we're all in this thing together now because every fan base is not in it for the long haul. And I love this game cognition is supportive. That's been refreshing. You, you mentioned, you mentioned this a couple of times um, about that building. And we all know a ton of people in that building. I, I've I've been friends with Pat DeMarco for years. Okay. And uh, and uh, we he's a little younger than I am, but we went to school together. And and you know he's one of the ones that constantly gushes over. Look, if if I've got a kid that can't go to school, I can say, Hey Shane, I, I got to bring my kid with me today. And he's like, Okay, what's your point? Don't ask me again. Just bring him. Uh, he'll go play in Limbo's office or something like that. You know whatever it is. Um, and you've been you've been you've been around the block. I mean, collectively, you and Derek, y'all, y'all pretty much seen it all in football. And I was just going to ask you, maybe you know, from that perspective, being the wife of somebody like Derek Moore, who is so involved in the sport of football, seeing so many offices to 
and, and buildings and coaches and things like that to kind of compare and contrast. Well, uh, not not asking for deep dives. I'm sure you've been places you maybe don't care for as much from time to time, but but just highlighting what in your mind being being in your role how that separates itself from Columbia from maybe maybe those of, of previous years. It's a highlight. I mean, I think Derek even read something to me the other day. It might have been yesterday where it said that the facility is ranked number four um, mm. in terms of, you know, we think it's number one because <laughs> it's just um, and bringing the three little actors that we're working with as we're getting ready for the script. And they're these are nine and 10 year olds and they're running around, as you mentioned, Coach DeMarco's children, the, just uh, Coach Beamer's kids, just seeing the young people in there and the recruits that come through, you'd feel like it should be an amusement park tour. I mean, just standing in there, regardless of your dream, whatever it is you want to have happen, you're in that place and you feel like it's possible. And so to the indoor facility, to the weights, you know, lifting to the players' locker room, to the coaches' locker room, to the coaches' offices, I can go on and on. You, It just, to, to just the land it's on, the names that are on the building, you just, the, the Heisman Trophy that's in the, you know, that's in the, when you're first walking in, it's just to the people that are actually there that want to be there, you know, talk about Derek in the morning, he is... I'm, he's gone. He's like fired up to leave at 6, 5.30 a.m. to be there because he, he feels like a kid in a candy store kind of deal. And that place just makes you feel like magic. Uh, JC, wouldn't you agree? JC, your mic. I know. I, I had a little cough going on there. But, yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it's uh, it's one of those things where when you kind of look at uh, other places, uh, and, and, and maybe even, and, and look, honestly, they, they built that building and it opened during COVID. So yeah, okay. uh, it right. was kind of utilitarian and then yeah. abandoned and then empty for a okay. long time. Uh, it, and I think since Shane's been here and the good people he's hired and, and the players and stuff, it, a life, life has been breathed into it. And that's not to say that Will Muschamp didn't breathe life into it or, or whatever, but there's just a different type of deal in my opinion. Well, and I, I, you know, I've, I've been in there a few times. Um, and, and the one thing I would say, and in my opinion, means nothing compared to somebody that spends as much time in there as, as pe- folks like you, people on the staff or whatever. But I felt welcome when I walked in the door and I, it, and it wasn't always like that before. Not that you, you were unwelcome, but it, there was a, yes, sir. Uh, hey, my name is so and so. How are you? what can we help you with uh, a lot of respect for everybody that was in there. And I mean, they don't know who I am. I, I am nobody in that building, but I was somebody to them. And I found that really refreshing because, you know, when Shane and, and Derek and all these people say these things publicly, he, Shane says the word genuine all the time. Like it, I've been in the building. So I actually really truly felt that. So I'm like, this isn't hogwash coming from a head coach. It's actually true. That's why I wanted to ask you as the wife of somebody so, so instrumental in the program, like, is stuff like that true? And boy, does it seem so. Well, I'll tell you about a month ago now, we had the, the 30 kids, 40 kids from each of those four schools that we're working with through the Beamer Family Foundation to come to, and actually, it was actually the Williams Bryce Stadium. And it was the indoor piece where they can look over at the stadium for an all day symposium. And it was just so, they went to different sections. The football players came over and spoke to the kids. It was about 130 young boys and their eyes just lit up. They left there feeling like it was a champion mindset. And we had Coach Staley, 
that did, did a video piece, you know, Coach Beamer had a piece and just having those, everybody pour in and seeing those kids feel like just touching that place. It just makes you feel like I'm going to do better to, to today or in tomorrow than I've ever done before, because, you know, we got to all be in it together to help particularly our younger generation know that now it's not just physical health care, but it's mental health care too. And like we talked about before, they got a lot of challenges. And if we're genuine from the heart, not just what we put on the field is going to succeed, but off the field, we can make great people um, that will represent the university, will represent game cognition, and then ultimately go on to, to great things for our state and for our nation. And that's what we need, you know, coming from here, we've got greatness and, and you are not a nobody, JV, you're, you're, you're <laughs> a part of greatness for sure. So thanks for letting me even have some time to sit and tell you that today. Oh man, this has been, this is our JC number, number one. She's mm-hmm. going to the number one on the list. Forget, <laughs> for, forget Shane and Kingston, all those guys. Yeah. Morgan went overtime yesterday and you, you, you topped him. So yeah, congratulations. Stephanie Perrymore, uh, dot com, And we will just, we'll put this in our rotation guys. So we'll just make this a part of our lives and we'll continue to promote yep. this moving forward. Um, and um, and we let's let's have you on again uh, soon if you don't mind. We didn't do that. I would love that. Be honored to go Gamecocks for sure. And and I appreciate you all for all you do. Again, we're in it together. Have a super super rest of the show. Thank, Thank you, so Stephanie. Much. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. Very cool. Thank you so much. The Magic Strong Book Series uh, looks absolutely phenomenal. There's five of them. Uh, head to her website. We'll continue uh, to promote that as well. And I think Phil, didn't you um, you put her Twitter up earlier? I got, I've got the website, the, go, the GoFundMe go page, both are in the, uh, we'll get the Twitter up there the and we'll tweet it, uh, tweet it out too for, to our, our, our audience. So yeah, I tweeted yeah. the GoFundMe on mine, but we'll send it out on all of the page, the show pages and all of that. So we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get it out there. Well, thanks to, thanks to her. We told her, uh, well, I, I told her 20, about 20 minutes and here we are 40 minutes later. Uh, she, uh, she, was, that happens. she steals the show. So that was, um, that was awesome. It was fantastic. Hope everybody enjoyed that. Yeah, that was great. Everybody loves it. Everybody's happy. No, Stephanie's good people. Uh, like I said, I've known Derek 2008. Yeah. But he finally got to South Carolina cause he's wanted to come for a while. It's, it's kind of hard getting that information to uh, the Spurrier staff and the Muschamp staff to understand, uh, the value of that guy, um, but uh, wasn't hard for Shane uh, to figure it out. Nah, Shane, Shane got it. I think he so, knew from uh, day one, right? And look, you guys didn't want to. I mean, look at everything in terms of wins and losses. Uh, everybody's told me Derek's worth two or three commitments recruiting wise a year. So yeah. he pays off in not only enriching these people's lives, like his wife does, the whole family does, but he's got an impact on the bottom line, which is <laughs> getting players and winning. So that's I- uh that's a deal with what I mean. You know, I think he gets paid pretty well, but I think it's a, it's a bargain no matter how much he gets paid. I, I I will say this as we get a break here. My final two thoughts: first and foremost, behind every great man is a great woman. I think we just saw a great example yeah. of that. And then, uh, and then, second of all, if you could have any conversation with a couple of people, and we're just sitting in a room, nobody's no cameras, nobody's going to see you. Could you have a happier conversation with like Derek Moore and George Rogers? Those two, they just, they both just smile all the time. 
George right. is always smiling. He'd be holding on to his Heisman Trophy. There's no doubt. The stories they'd probably go back and forth with this would be tremendous. And they're like two of the like the nicest people we've ever met before. Uh, I think that would be the cool. Maybe we just need to set that up here. Just have both of them. We'll all turn our mics off and just let them talk. And see what yeah, they say. Definitely. I think that'd be good. All right. Hour one is in the books. And um, so we got to figure out a way to squeeze three breaks into the last hour. But luckily, we pay Bill, Phil the big bucks. He's going to figure that out for us. So don't go anywhere inside the Gamecocks. Painted garnet and black by a couple of painters. We'll be right back. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more. They sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Zachary Davis from Carolina Hoops, and you're watching the show with JB, JC, and Phil. Go Cox. Welcome back, everybody. Second hour of Inside the Gamecocks, the show, brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with John Barber and his team to set up a no-obligation consultation about how they can potentially turn your backyard into an outdoor retreat. And if you missed the first hour, you missed one of the best interviews we've ever done, go back and check it out. Stephanie Perry Moore about her new project with ETV, creating a television show based on her series of books called Magic Strong. Yeah, Magic Strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I forgot that. I've been looking at it and reading about it all morning, but that's the way Phil's brain works. Well, (laughs) good news. We're going to get these books for Phil's children to read to him. uh, Yeah, please. That's right. right, Yeah. (laughs) Next couple yeah, of I, I only exist on that, yeah, the first grade reading level. <laughs> no. <laughs> I I know some people that it is sad to say this. I mean this seriously, that just they, they I don't under I don't they don't read well. It's not that they don't comprehend. I I, I had a difficult time for a long time with comp, comp reading comprehension, but I could read. Um but then there's some I, I know a couple of people that still like they, they I mean, one of them spelled lettuce with an S, not a C. I was like, this was only a few years ago. I was like, oh no. Um, and so, yeah, there's, but anyways, well, that's, that's, yeah, I, do, well, yeah. I could, I could read. And <clears throat> I was an advanced reader uh, when I was a kid, but, uh, 
So I, I don't take doubt it, that taken it for granted over the years. Yeah. yeah um, I don't doubt I that. wish I would have read a little more in school. I just didn't like to. So yeah. I didn't. Like, uh, I, I sold the book back one time. Best class I ever took was a philosophy class at Carolina, it was in Columbia over the summer. It met once a, once, once a week, twice a week for like three weeks. The professor was like from, he was like Flemish or something. Uh, he was from Denmark, or, but he was more one of those research guys. wasn't really a teacher. You could tell they kind of stuck him with teaching psych 101 or uh, philosophy 101. The book was $75, right? And back in Ooh. 1999, that was a lot of money. <laughs> and so uh, I'm in there, and uh, I, I quickly learned uh, my, after my first – for all it was all essay, you know. I, did, I never cracked it, and I just kind of flubbed the test because he, he dropped the lowest grade. I was like, well, I'll just pick it back up later. Uh, and so I just wrote a pile of bull crap in there, just like stream of conscious Jim Morrison, uh, Hunter S. Thompson sounding stuff. I got it back. It was like, nice job, eh? So I sold the book back immediately. Kind of 75 bucks and uh, went and got some uh, got some brewskis and hot spicy chips and salty nut and, and then some because $75 went a long way back then. Yeah. Uh, for the... Uh, for the daggum um, final, I wrote the lyrics to Every Rose Has Its Thorn by Poison and part of it, but I went eight pages. Uh, I'm not saying what I did. I, I didn't drink anything before I went in there and took that exam, but I may or may not have, you know, done something, part, partaken in something else. Uh, and I got an A, a solid A in that class. He's like, you do excellent work. <laughs> I don't know the hell. But, but anyway, looking back on it, I wish I would have read the book. My point of all that is this. Uh, and I hope that professor is not a Gamecock fan and a fan of a show. And he goes back and changes, changes my grade and they take my degree away. But uh, I, uh, my point is I wish now, cause I'm an avid reader now, you know, I consume, uh, or I like to read about politics is kind of my hobby, politics and world events. And I, I'll read the Atlantic. I'll read the New Yorker. I'll read Breitbart. I'll read MSNBC. I'll read Fox news. I'll, I'll read it all because I like to get, various opinions and then decide what I, I believe. Um, and, and I wish, I wish I would have read more back in college. I probably would uh, know a little more. And as Craiger points out in the chat box, I'd probably know how to spell my name correctly. Yeah. I was about to say your, your issue isn't reading it's spelling. That's okay. We'll get there, man. Um, you right. just, you, you hang in there and you keep fighting the good fight, bud. we'll get your last name right at some point in time. Luckily, you've got it right on the screen today, uh, with it with an R in there. So, congratulations! Yeah, let's thank God for that. But hey, we got uh, some mailbag questions. You guys want to do some I Help Consulting mailbag? Let's no, do it. I'm just kidding. Let's jump into some I Help. Joseph from Sparkle City. All right. Uh, ask about MTV Celebrity Deathmatch and, and the, the notion that Beamer has some coaches he wants to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Of all, like, like, look, man, I've met a lot of coaches. I've met Coach O. I mean, of all the coaches I've ever met, if I just met Shane Beamer, right, he'd be the last person I would ever think, you know, just on the surface um, that would want to fight anybody. Uh, but, uh, you know, as I got to know him, though, and kind of look back on his playing career, again, he was a long snapper. You got to be a little bit competitive and tough to do that. Uh <laughs> I've learned otherwise, but you know, you wouldn't think it's Shane Beamer celebrity death match. But anyway, here's what Joseph has to say. He said, how would you pair up the coaches? I'd have Beamer rocking pit vipers and fighting Stoopsie. 
Beamer does wear him down and says Beamer ball and kicks him swiftly in the nads. Not promoting violence, but they were funny. Yeah, Celebrity Deathmatch was funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know if you guys got to this one when I was gone or not. This was Monday. Isaiah says, good morning, fellas. I hope you guys are doing well. I got a chance to see Carlos Dunlap at Fort Dorchester High School for his parade last Thursday. They had a parade for Dunlap. They did, yes. And that doesn't really help the whole notion that you should stay in state and play football, does it? <laughs> well, no. I could be a jerk off about that, but I'm not. I like Carlos. I met him in high school, too. But uh, anyway, most mostly uh, the part that I'm an interim school counselor at the high school, and Carlos seems like a really great person and even took a picture with the other school counselors and that. Yeah, and look, I didn't mean to say that. Uh, Carlos did not go to Carolina uh, his dad went to Carolina. He did not go to Carolina for another reason. And it, it, probably a good reason at the time. I'm not going to get into it right now. But Carlos, yeah, the first time I met him, I was in Nashville working at uh, Rivals, and we got his film. And here's like a 6'7", 260-pound dude that returned a kickoff 95 yards for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, Robert Quinn was more was a year behind him and was more the better like football player in high school, right? Like he would – he would make more tackles. He was at linebacker. He was all over the place. Carlos uh, was good and made the freaky plays, but but he wasn't like like a clowny. Uh, and then he went to Florida and played really well, fifth round draft pick, all that five star player. But uh, he was always a really nice nice kid, and his family was really nice and stuff. So uh, Isaiah, thanks for sharing that with us. I, I know this is a Gamecock show. He did not become a Gamecock, but like I said, there are reasons for that and. Uh, he played for a good person at Charlie Strong at Florida and has had a lot of success and stuck around the pros for a long time. So uh, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he is – I don't know Carlos. Obviously, Washington played plenty, him and um, and uh, Robert Quinn. But I, I think it when it comes – not we're not going to obviously spend much time on this, but when it comes to leaving the state, sometimes it's more about how you do it than if you do it. Uh, if you're leaving for a better opportunity, that's one thing. But – you know, some guys, you know, it's it almost they make it personal, and 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 then that's where the the rift can get caused. But uh, both good questions, certainly. Uh, in the Nana's porch uh, chat box, we did have something. Over, Michael asked, um, kind of dipping back into baseball here. How good has Carolina been with runners on base with two outs? Runners on base or runners in scoring position? I guess would be my question there. Uh, they get better with pressure. That's a sign of greatness. I don't have that stat. I'm sure we could find it somewhere. Maybe Whittle might have it. Um, but um, but nonetheless, they're 24 and two, and you know it's probably not perfect, but certainly better than it, than it has been. I'll say this quick night. Texted y'all both this last night. I'm not going to text you word for word what I said. I'm just talking about what actually happened. Um, that ball that Caleb Denny hit out, guys. If you know anything about baseball. And hitting, that's the best sign you could have asked for. Um, and that ball left the yard dead center. There was not an ounce of wind. It, there, there was so much not an ounce of wind that you literally could just see the noceums flying around them, and they're called noceums. So, um, you know, it was it was hammered. It was not an inch off center from dead center. And to add context to that, I was talking to Blake Cooper afterwards, and I looked at him, and I said, boy, Denny, maybe that got him going. Now, Blake's the pitching coach for the Citadel, keep in mind. He's trying to get these guys out. 
And he looked at me and he said, he, hadn't, he has not hit that pitch all year. And I said, well, that's a pretty damn good sign then, huh? He goes, I'd say that's a pretty good sign uh, for him <laughs> to hit that ball out of the yard. So maybe that got him going last night. They're certainly going to need him, especially now that Will McGillis has gone down with a, with an injury. Exactly. Put up some stats here, but they don't give a good overall. No, here we are. Hold on. Uh, runners in scoring position is not listed. Nope. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I could probably find it. I just haven't looked it up. No. I know that you know. So, you know, in in league play, they've only played six games, but in league play, um, Carolina is hitting uh, about two two eighty or so, and um, and that's a fantastic stat. Uh, so they're hitting about 280. Let me pull it back up. There it is. Yeah, 278, six games, <laughs> 16 home runs in six games in the league. That's crazy. Jeez. Six, also, also in six games, Ethan Petrie has hit six home runs. And the other number uh, that really stands out that some people were a little wary of, you know, boys and girls through six games in league play, they're fielding it at a 985 clip. That's pretty good. That's that's a good enough solid number there. I mean, and look at, uh, I mean, look at Missouri. I mean, what Missouri did the, the the week before against Tennessee. I mean, and I know it's Missouri. It's cold. It's it's the it's a northern outpost. I just walked outside by the way, and it's snowing here where I'm at. Oh, nice. but that Missouri staff against a Tennessee team that can knock the ball around the yard twice held the Vols to one run, and then four in the middle game. So. Uh, in the in the first game of the doubleheader on Sunday, so it's not like the game. I know Georgia after their first starter had some issues, or first two starters had some issues with depth of their pitching staff. But I, I think I think Carolina hit a pretty good Missouri staff, uh, relatively well. Don't you think? Uh, yeah. Well, and they've got some. Yeah, you mentioned the injuries, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're still all SEC arms. I mean, you know, I mean it's. Mm. I mean, it's we we've seen them in year, in years past where they've struggled with staffs that that weren't as good, right? So it's just yeah. look, you know, you can you can cut it, you can cut it up and trim it down and do whatever you want to do to fit whatever. Who you gives need a dang about how it sounds? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank God for Eric Church. I mean, they're they're twenty four and two. So I mean, I it's it's just really kind of hard right now to 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 nitpick a bunch of stuff and it's really hard to even say things like well if they don't do this and this might not work out in the future we don't know i mean we, you just you gotta go play and uh, I'm, adju- yeah, I'm positively out. adjusting my expectations to 40 mid 40s win total um you know just to be optimistic and uh just because based on what i've seen i mean you can sit there and, and dread the other shoe dropping all you want that's no way to go through life i know we're all game guy fans and uh, I know that there's teams that we also pull for, like the Cubs, like Phil, and, and like the Braves before 1990, and uh, the Bears, and, and that you know invite that type of skepticism and misery. But again, this is game kind of baseball. This is where it's supposed to be. I mean, this, yeah, this is, this is the one you can be. count on. This has <laughs> been there before, you know. So uh, anyway, from the chat box, Clint says Brett Michaels is an excellent philosopher. Remember that that song, "Something to Believe In." That's yeah, a good yeah, song. yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me something to believe in. <clears throat> How about "Unskinny Bop"? That has a hidden meaning. You know that. I'm kidding. I, I uh, here's the stat, by the way, guys. I've got it. Uh, Carolina sure. is hitting um, 
297 with runners in scoring position, which, believe it or not, is only 11th in the league. But um, uh, again, I'm a reminder, but they're 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 24 and two. So it's how many runs would they have had if they'd been a little like maybe halfway? Wow. Uh, So Stacy has a question. I can't. I'm not going to address this a whole lot. Uh, Trey John Bridges uh, is a former uh, five star receiver or high four star out of Carrollton, Texas. Signed with Oklahoma, has had several legal issues. Uh, Ended up at East Los Angeles Junior College. Uh, I can confirm he made a visit or he was on campus because the kid put it all over his social media. So people are trying to keep it top secret. (laughs) I guess that was a fail. Um, As a player, he's a stud. Um, I'll I'll say I don't think Shane Beamer is going to take anybody into the program that's going to disrupt the culture, no matter how good they are. So if he did end up in Carolina somehow, it it would, it's probably been, it's probably been heavily vetted. I don't know if that will happen or not. Uh, I don't know that if there's a, a, a like a Trey John Jeffcoat situation that would have to take place. I, I have no knowledge of that. <clears throat> I just know the kid was in Columbia, uh, and he's been loving up the Gamecocks on social media. And I know this. As a player, he's a stud. I mean, and, and just hypothetically, if you add a – I'm not even going to say if you add him. If you add a player like him to this receiving core – all of a sudden, things get really interesting, guys. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. this guy's got a skill set kind of like Sammy Watkins. Y'all remember Sam? Who remembers Sammy Watkins? No, I, Potkins. I remember Potkins. Uh, Watkins doesn't. Watkins. <laughs> but uh, I'm just, I'm just I mean, the, the journeyman. Uh, I'm just here's the NFL. Sammy <laughs> yeah, but hey, Sammy came. I, I told everybody Sammy was the number one receiver in the country coming out, and everybody wanted to argue, oh, he's a slot receiver. But I was like, no, this kid's good. I know he's going to Clemson, uh, but I don't think Sammy beat South Carolina the whole time he was there. But uh, uh, he was an All-American, not a freshman All-American, an All-American as a freshman. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's the skill set this guy has. And Mm -hmm. so uh, I I am very sensitive to the -the off-the-field issues uh, here. Uh, So I don't want to sound like, you know, Mr. Win-at-all-cost helmet head and be like, oh, you got to take him by your head. But I'm just saying, if a player with his skill set happens to join the roster at South Carolina for this season, that gives Spencer Rattler another big-time weapon, big, big, big-time. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, we got that. And um, Bill says he doesn't buy a car from Peter Bowler since he left the state. <laughs> All right. Look. All right. There you go. I mean, yeah. I, didn't get a single Bowler. They didn't get it in. But anyway, uh, you know. Um, Quantrell says, uh, speaking of Florida State, Derek McClendon from Florida State just entered the portal, 6'4", from Georgia. you think there will be any interest, grad transfer? I, I think so. Uh, I haven't confirmed that. I need to follow up with some people on it. But his production was better than Gilbert Edmonds last year, um, you know, as far as just sacks and, and things like that. I don't – I haven't evaluated them side-by-side side on tape to see, you know, what else he may be doing. Uh, Florida State does have a pretty – good defensive line this year coming back. He's probably just looking for more snaps. Uh, I'd, I'd say probably he he's a guy that's probably tracks a lot like Terrell Dawkins prospect value-wise. Um, I would think this would be the type of guy they would go after. Um, plus, close to home, so we'll see uh, see what happens there. So, uh, Oh, Carolina Joe, how do you feel about Frank's commitment Friday? I feel good. When does Josiah Thompson make a verbal? I think April 11th. Feel good there too. 
1221 we are powered by electric bikes of charleston electric bikes charleston.com up to 28 miles per hour when you're in pedal assist mode if you want to be in pedal assist mode aventon velotric and so many other incredible brands like magnum are at electric bikes of charleston gamecock owned and operated these things are designed to encourage bike riding you don't have to be like me or JC or Phil riding around in pedal assist mode, just drinking beer all day. You can actually yeah. go get yourself a workout in and get yourself back home. If you decide, though, that that's what you want to do, good news. I'm not going to encourage drinking and riding. But you can go up to 60 miles if you've got maybe a full 12-pack. So if you could get one down every, Jesus. what, five miles or so, you're you're in good shape. Uh, make sure you check out electricbikescharleston.com. If you go in there, you tell Michelle we said hello. Uh, the display screens, by the way, are pretty pretty cool. Not only showing the speed, but the levels and so much more. They can track your body in the whole nine yards. Right here in the low country, but they come from everywhere. That's why they have partnered with us, and we are happy to be partnered with them. Electric Bikes of Charleston, electricbikescharleston.com. All right, we've got to get a break in. We've got two more to get to, so everybody – Hang tight and enjoy your hump day with us right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a karaoke partner, I can tell you, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what I do have is a very specific set of skills. Hang up now and your IT nightmares will continue. But stay on the line and I will find you. And when I find you, I will fix it. Um... Thanks. Uh, I think I have the wrong number. I'm trying to call Matt at Heritage Digital. He has a one-price, low-cost turnkey solution for all my IT needs, and I'm sick and tired of my IT guy. So, yeah, 843-699-1001. This is 1002. Oh, well, thanks anyway. Don't be taken by some IT dude that talks a big game. Give Matt at Heritage Digital a call, 843-699-1001. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper, and they offer pressure washing. Find them on Facebook or call 803-522-6832. A couple of painters, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Sideline is picked off. Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. Top of the coup, star of the show, your rooster who's born to crow. 
Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody, presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. We missed it in the first hour, so let's say, just a reminder, the first hour is presented to you, brought to you, either way, by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. 864-414-5271 is how to get in touch with Cindy for all of your upstate residential real estate needs. Yeah. I see that. You know, Lance is kind of like our norm. Yeah, know, he's right. Did someone say 12 pack? Yeah. We, <laughs> well, you know, maybe it was Lance that robbed Tiger Stadium over the weekend, but just dressed up as a 19 year old kid uh, in, in Baton Rouge. Uh, any of any of you, by the way, that uh, own a small business, this National Mom and Pop Business Owners Day. And, uh, if you like PETA. Uh, you can celebrate because it's National Pita Day. So you can be a business owner eating pita and pita, pita chips. Um, oh, dude. Your, your I thought you were talking about the people for the ethical treatment of animals, and I was like, eating pita. Well, I that mean, would be an oxymoron, wouldn't it? I, I, dis, I dislike <laughs> them strongly because I don't think they do a good – I don't think they do oh. much yeah. for animals, and I'm an animal lover, but I, I dislike them Do you remember when they strongly. came after Carolina about uh, the Gamecock? Uh, I've know? always said this. I'm going to say it again. I used to live in Gainesville, Georgia. Okay, what's in Gainesville, Georgia? A bunch of chicken plants. If you ever if you ever live near chicken plants, it's like living in um, Merle's Inlet when Georgetown starts to stink. You know, uh, the paper mill. Uh, it's rough. So you get behind these chicken trucks. They put these chickens in these little boxes. I'm claustrophobic as it is. I'm sitting here sweating driving behind them because I'm like, oh my god, what if I were a chicken? Uh, you know, I mean. Hell, the fiance's Buddhist. You never know. I mean, I may, or part Buddhist. So I, I may come back. You know, that they may be, who knows? Anyway, not at the time, though. So I'm sitting there sweating, and they're like, feathers everywhere, stinks to high heavens. Well, then they get them out. They pull them out of these little things, put them on a conveyor belt. They dip them in boiling water to where all their feathers fall off. Bam. So they're naked, no feathers. Lot still up, and they put them on a conveyor belt, and they have this little axe or blade, and they just they just run through, and they're like chop, 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 bucket of chicken heads sitting there. So, if I am a chicken now, if I'm a rooster, I'm most likely on a farm somewhere. Cock, I'm the alarm clock, right? But you know, the farmer probably gets a little too deep in the whiskey a couple of nights, and they all got guns, and then you know, so you cock a little bit one too many times when the sun comes up. <laughs> You're out. Done. Damn, rooster. Ah! So so that's choice number two as to how I'm going to go out. Choice number three with cockfighting is fight to the death. (laughs) I'll take fight to the death. Yep. It's totally dead. People are like, well, do you support dog fighting? No, they're dogs. Humane ways, you know, dogs aren't just like all of a sudden going to get blown away by their owner. Some of them do. And those people need to be in prison or shot themselves. Uh, some of them get abused, all that. But, you know, the, the, the dog, we don't round up dogs unless you're in North Korea and stick them in a thing and dip them in boiling water and chop their heads off for deliciousness. Right. So if I'm a chicken, I'm choosing send me to Mexico and I'll fight to the death. At least you had. So a shot. people can get screwed if they have something against that. 
<laughs> Back to sports. <laughs> More tomorrow. Right. The death yeah, of I chicken. know. Chicken sticks. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I mean, come on, man. I mean, you uh, got to look at your – You got everything has ballot. I mean, you got to look at the options if you're a chicken. Okay, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Uh, just like – I mean, I mean, you know, they, they don't have great lives. Well, I don't think know? they. I don't think they know how to read, JC. I'm not sure that they can look at their options. I think they're just kind of in a cage until they're not in a cage, and then from yeah. there. I'm saying, being a prize fighting chicken is a great way to live if you're a chicken. Yeah. Well, that's the way the great. Just don't put me Carolina in that damn lives. box, man. That box, man. Those boxes with stacks of and they're all clucking. <laughs> you get behind like they're nervous. Like what's happening? Well, you're about to be dipped in boiling water, lose all your feathers, and then die a quick death with your being decapitated, and then be on somebody's plate here in three weeks. Thank God for the guy that gets to do that. Speaking of clucking, by the way, uh, Lamont Paris is doing that today. Talon Cooper has committed to the uh, Gamecocks, J.C., and John pointed out on the website that Carolina had to had to hold off some of the big dogs uh, down down the stretch here, Arkansas, Kansas State, and Virginia, three major programs that made a pitch to get him, but he's coming home. And uh, one of only a couple, I think, of point guards in the country with over, over six assists per game this year. Yeah, I, I like that he's a distributor when you kind of start thinking about, you know, what, what sort of some of the needs were this year. I don't, I don't know that Carolina had a, a very good distributor on, on the team this year. I, I think uh, Michi Johnson certainly is a capable point guard, but I think he's more of a scoring point guard. Obviously, uh, this kind of allows him and Jacoby Wright uh, to, to be a little bit more free uh, with a guy that can get them the ball, also get the ball in the post, and, and you get the ball to whoever else because we don't really know who's going to be playing next year to whoever else signs. Um from Dorman High School in Roebuck. And, uh, you know, uh, his advanced metrics, if you pay attention to that sort of thing, probably weren't the best. Uh, but 6.3 assists per game for a, a legit Big Ten school. Uh, this is his third school, too. And, folks, the third and fourth school, it's going to start being common in basketball. Like Eric Stevenson, four schools and four and four corners of the country. That's He awesome. had a great year, too, uh, by the way. He did. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he uh, – but this guy, you know, an in-state guy getting back, I mean, you know, with where, where the basketball program is at South Carolina right now, you know, this is the type of thing you need to do. I also noticed they had three guys from Finland on campus, uh, two 2024s and 2023 that they're trying to get. I'll remind everyone, every coach that's been here, maybe not Dave Odom, but uh, Eddie, uh, George Felton, I'll give you the name O'Brad Ignatovic or Bojan Popovich from back in the 80s. Eddie Fogler had Marius Petrovicius and Peter Van Elswick. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's go forward. Dave and uh, Darren Horn, I don't think, recruited any uh, international guys. But Frank made a living off these guys. Lithuanians. Think about Frank. Yeah. Frank mm-hmm. had had the Lithuanians. Hackenishus. Hit Chuck Tevishes, and he got those guys better. They couldn't play dead in a movie when they first got at Carolina, uh, to Carolina. And then uh, one of them scored like 30 points that last year in a single game. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, um, that's what, that's what everybody believed in Frank, right? Uh, and then two years later, not so much, but three of the starting five players on the final four team were from out of the country. <laughs> Silva's from Gabon. 
Kotsar was from Estonia, I think, and uh, Dwayne Notice was from Canada. Mm-hmm. So, so Frank did well, and you well, know, international players are kind of different, you know, uh, as far as their needs and things like that. Darren had Evaldus uh, um, Benulis from Lithuania, right? Wasn't he recruited by uh, Odom? Yes, uh, Benulis, exactly. I had a class with him. him. Yeah. I remember talking to Marius Petrovicius when I was at Carolina, and I, I am bald. Yeah, yeah, he – yes. Marius. Very, very good point. I loved watching yeah. him play with Marius to get going, though, and he'd have a good game, and his big, huge grin on his face, like, ah, yeah, I ball, I do the ball. Yeah, yeah, they uh, – well, and that's that. You're right, Jason. I mean, they—it's about finding players now. There's plenty of players to find. It's just a, just a matter yeah. of what road you're going to go down. I, I'm, I, I mentioned, and I know we got to hit another break here. I, but I, I mentioned multiple times last year that I, I just wasn't really sure what type of basketball they were playing. I, I didn't know. You know, I still don't really know what type of basketball Lamont, Coach Paris, plans to play. That kind of that faceless positionless basketball you know he, he did just kind of get a commitment from a true point guard so maybe not but um i'm anxious to see what type of players they sign maybe that kind of tips us off a little bit as to what type of what type of system he wants to run here because I, I just don't really know what it i'm not saying that in a bad way i just don't know uh whatever they were doing this year might have just been like hey this is all we got to so this is what we got to do and let's just see what happens um so going forward that's certainly going to be something to to pay attention to. All right, Phil, it's twelve thirty-five. So if you, we'll we'll go out now, and then we still have one more that we can hit, and still have uh, s- some length in in the last couple of segments. Yeah. So let's do that. Got some football questions in the chat box. We got to get yeah. to. Yep, got some football and and more questions. baseball stats. Uh, yeah, like on runners left on base, two hundred twenty-four. We lead the SEC. Or Carolina leads the SEC in that. Yeah, they also, you know, they also lead the SEC in wins, 24 in the country. (laughs) So let's hang tight, and uh, we'll be right back. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan, And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Cool Joe here. And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning, it'll melt in your mouth, it's good on a cracker, it's good in a bowl, it's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget, Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well, and they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online, nanasporch.com, it's mm-mm good. Coach O, signing off. End of summer, go Tiger. 
The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama. Columbia and go hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. This is Freshman All-American, Nicky Warrior of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back, everybody. Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. And I was just sitting here looking. I've got stats pulled up, too. I love that. It was like, yeah, take that analytics. <laughs> We've got more wins than anybody. How's that stat? <laughs> yeah, yeah stat for you. Uh, uh, you know, analytics can be good indicators of potential outcomes. Uh, like Yes. Most- but well, it does not guarantee anything, obviously. No, no, it doesn't. And it's too small of a sample size. I you get through yeah. about get through about generally about twelve, fifteen games, and all that's going to change. Ethan Petrie might hit a major slump, and Evan Stone ends up being your best. You just don't know. Uh, so you know, you'll see what what the this. I generally, and I mean, I don't mean this to be a smart Alec. I'm being dead serious here. The stat that I always look at is did they win or not. That's it. I mean, did they win or not? I mean, after especially after you know twenty twenty two last year. Again, I reminder, but thirteen and seven. They don't. They only won one game less in the league last year than the national champion. Does anybody realize that? <laughs> the national champion, Ole Miss, and won fourteen s- league games. Swept the national champion too. Yeah, they, they. Yeah, they won. They won the national championship. Swept them. They won fourteen games in the league. Two games under five hundred. They won the national championship. Carolina won thirteen games in the league last year and didn't even make the postseason. All right, so you know it's stats or stats. Did they win or not? Did they win or not? Did they win or not? And uh, so far, well, shoot, they won again, and we'll just have to by eleven runs, man. And they didn't even play the complete game. I know again. Yeah. Well, and it was gotta love it. And it was so you know last night too. And I know you got some football stuff you want to get into, uh, JC. So I'll turn it over to you. But I mean. Um, that last night was seriously one of the real midweek games of work um, because the Citadel's plan was to throw this set of guys for X number of pitches. South Carolina's plan was to throw this set of guys for this number of pitches. And generally when that happens, you you got one of two things. One is you kind of fall asleep at the wheels or so many pitching changes. You look up and go, oh, my God, how do we lose? Or you just beat the hell out of them, and uh, and last night that's that's what happened. Carolina ended up, 
shortening the game to only seven innings. Lance says, if I'm a chicken, I'm going chugging third 24 beers and going in hard. Yeah, it's not shocking. Uh, it sounds about right for, for Lance. Do you play golf? Lance needs to be join travelingcountryclub.com just for the ability to ride 18 holes and drink a bunch of beer. Beer per That's- hole, man. I'd be a better golfer if I could do that. I'm too competitive, though, and I'm like, no, I don't need anything distracting me. And then I go to do things like from the fairway, I'll like – swing and miss with my iron completely like completely whiff and then i picture myself in my mind doing it and i crack myself up and then i can't because i think well that that that's probably funny watching that happen <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> i'd be better off if i just drank a beer per hole and said screw it ah, <laughs> just here for the beer <laughs> uh anyway uh turnovers day, day oh, basketball cam says he's just here for the chocolate chip ice cream all right. I like chocolate chip ice cream. Day says turnovers were a big issue for the basketball team from the guards. Hopefully Hooper, Cooper can help with that. I think so. Um, Sonder, here's a football question. What's the word on DJ Twitty and Dante Miller? Does Miller have any more eligibility? Any chance we see the likes of Dunn, McCracken, and Harris Wainick? And somebody else had a question about Shane and talked about, you know, how he – Shane says it's not time to panic yet on the running back situation, but he's you know, not going to get off the bus in Charlotte with three running backs, you know, you want five. I think it's been proven around here in certain years. You need five. Uh, I'll go back to 2011. Brandon Wilds was fifth on the depth yep. chart. Finally worked had out. to play and really play pretty well. And it worked out. Uh, played the, the entire NFL. month. Uh, yeah. I don't think any, uh, speaking of NFL, Tyson Williams and Rico Dowdle both had a cup of coffee. I bet Rico Dowdle's still up there. Yeah. I don't think either one of those guys was healthy uh, the whole time they were here. Right. And so uh, DJ Twitty, I I like, you know, he's a walk on from Chapman who came in from East Tennessee last year. He's 230 pounds. I like him as a fullback. I thought he ran well in in the spring game last year. Uh, I'm sure he'll get some carries this time. Um, I, I think Dante Miller, whose eligibility is in question is probably a different level walk on. I, I, you know, if you think about it, Dante, was, uh, you know, behind Bill Smith and Lloyd and Juju, Dante was right there at four. He was ahead of Amos and Carroll last year. Um, so I, I think that would be a big deal to get him eligible. Uh, Dunn is a player that when he came out of uh, Walton at Carolina, I was told, like, look, if you, you know, Carolina uses a fullback, watch out for this guy. Um, so I guess he's more of a fullback. Harris Wainick is a is a capable walk on, and then I don't know about McCracken. Uh, I would probably say of those guys, Twitty and Miller are the ones you need to look out for. Dunn maybe a wild card, and Harris Wainick sort of is in case of emergency. Blurry Glass, uh, I don't know against certain teams that you know he'd be super effective, but against some teams, could Harris Wainick go in there and get Carolina through? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I I. Um... I know Mike you've of course worked for Gamecock Central but before he did that he did a he before he went over there he did a uh story on Harris Wayne and he joined Darren and I on our old show and we had Nathan on that's a really neat story if anybody is not aware yeah. of Nathan Harris yeah. Wayne's story being adopted um uh, the video that, you know of him showing his grandfather lifelong Gamecock fan the whole family uh, the Wainix uh, trip, I think, is his father's name. And um, 
His mother's name is is escaped me, but uh, lifelong heavy hitting Gamecock fans, season ticket holders, Gamecock clubbers, like a lot of us. And um, you know they adopt this young man. He turns into a great football player. And he, if you ever saw the video of him showing his grandfather, hey, look, I'm going to be a Gamecock. They've extended an offer to me, a, a walk on offer nonetheless. Doesn't matter. It's still an offer to play for their favorite school. It was a really emotional video watching his grandfather fall to tears. Uh, that this kid that they basically saved his life. He was, um, he was in um, the uh, I think a boy's home until he was in his teens, basically given up as a child. Mm. And look at him now; he's, he puts on a uniform in South Carolina. Pretty cool. Yeah, and that's uh, a tremendous success story uh, and all that. Rashad Amos has been picked up. Whoever asked. Miami of Ohio is where he went. So, it hey, wasn't that interesting. I like Rashad Amos. I liked everything about him. And and you know what? I wonder if he's wondering now. Damn, maybe I should have stuck around because um, it'd be hard to argue that he might not be RB one at this point in time. They're at least in line to split RB one carries. <laughs> yeah, something, new offensive something happening there. I, you know, I don't know something. Because he he would get in and you know I think he had one carry and what was the was the bowl did he leave before the bowl or after the bowl well one I tell you what I was told go, you know I was told he didn't know what he was doing he couldn't hold yeah. on to the ball and he didn't know what he was doing he yeah, just hadn't and, put in enough time in basically I guess. yeah and so a lot of guys were like that so of course, there's a lot the, of guys uh, that didn't know what they were doing with that offense. No kidding. No. People ask about the O line. Him last year. Those guys. Those guys have been confused for a while. Cam Johnson mentions Jarvis Green. I'm not a. Uh, you know, some folks. If you ask them, they're like, "Oh, Green was too slow. Carolina um, shouldn't have taken him." The kid from Dutch Fork. And who was qualified um, to say something like that? I no, a lot of people. Play. He ain't too some slow. Of, some evaluators don't think he's fast no. enough. I. I think it's. I think it. Uh, I think it's one to look out for. I. I, I think he's gonna probably have a pretty good career. Clemson. I agree. I like. Um, that I'm not. Uh, I'm not really like. Never. All right. Here's a rule of thumb for everybody. Never rule out the South Carolina kid ever, ever. Yeah. I don't care where he's at in what sport. Don't really. Don't rule our people out, man. Because. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, there's been so many players that were under, didn't get offers, whatever, from this state that uh, maybe they didn't have offers from out of state or from Clemson, but maybe they just had USC. Maybe they just had Clemson. Uh, there's at least three that started on that national championship team for Clemson in 2016 that had no other offers mm-hmm. that started from this state. So, so there's, there's so many stories like that. Never count them out. Now I'm not, Standing on the table, criticizing the coaching staff for not taking Jarvis Green. Uh, frankly, as soon as Clemson offered, that's where he was going because he's a, he's a big Clemson guy. But you know, I, I think that's uh, that's uh, that's something that that's one of those you circle and you go, okay, if this guy pans out, you know, maybe it's I mean, and, and you know, there's another guy from Florence that's at uh, Chattanooga uh, last year that rushed for what 137 yards against Kentucky. And the next week, Carolina got what thirty five <laughs> against the Wildcats, uh, and that's a guy that the people are smaller, wasn't fast, whatever. Never count out the in state guy, as Meredith says. Preach, I was a walk on. Never count us out. That's right. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, uh, uh, exactly, yeah. Yeah, Clint says could be great, could be another Michael Dukes. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, well, uh, my, I, I, 
I like Michael Dukes. He's down at USF now. There are, you know, I mean, he's, I don't know how it'll all work out for him down there, but when you think about the running back the, or the lack thereof, the depth, you think about him and could he help? Um, if he was on the roster from where they are right now, yes, he could help. CJ Stokes up in Michigan, could he help? Of course mm-hmm. he could. Um, you know, there's some in state running backs who, who are talented kids who would be very helpful right now in this running back room, but. They're not at South Carolina. All right, JC, we do need to hit our final break because uh, uh, we because we have to. So we'll do that. It's twelve forty nine. Uh, hang tight inside the Gamecocks. The show uh, inside the Gamecocks. The show from the Signorama Studios. We'll be right back. To being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. I want you to take me to Disney World. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As y'all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, In fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation or, you know, more likely your first so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com and talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside. the game cuts the show this is braylon wimmer south carolina gamecock baseball and you are listening to inside the gamecocks the show go cock welcome back everybody inside the gamecocks the show brought to you by express sunrooms of columbia give john barber and his team a call 803-446-4662 talk about how they can potentially enclose a porch or a patio for you so you can enjoy the summer outside bug free it is the last wednesday of march we have two more days until april, april. oh That's my crazy. gosh i mean what I is going it's, snow- it's snowing outside where i'm at. And it's not- <laughs> yeah well it's not here 67 and sunny 
in the uh, the low country of South Carolina. Clint, I hope Clint didn't think that I took offense to what he said. I don't know Mikey Dukes. I didn't take offense at all. Um, yeah. I just think that, I just think if he was at Carolina, he could help the help the death. By the way, JC, I uh, during the break, I um I do have a question for you. Just wanted to, just curious. I by twenty four seven sports. Um, the, the top running back in the state is Trayvon Dunbar from Midland Valley. I think he's got an Arkansas offer. I don't know much about him, but I do know this. Regardless of what happens, I need to call Paige at Northwestern. Paige Walford, their head coach, who co- he coached me, um, because they have a running back named Turbo Richard. We need to get him in uniform at Carolina quickly. Turbo Richard. He'd be a legend from day one. Turbo <laughs> Richard. His last name's Richard, and his first name's Turbo. <laughs> Turbo got, Richard, uh, a nickname on, and a first first name for a last name. That's Turbo right. Maybe Richard, it's, maybe it's Richard. Ricard. No, it's Richard. Richard. It's, I don't care. It's Richard. It's, I don't Turbo care. Richard. It's spelled Richard. Damn it! It's Turbo. Here, what his mama calls him? Xavier's out in Central Washington. It says it's sixty and sunny in Central Washington. Maybe I'm just the good Lord's just taking a poop on me today. Turbo Richard. Um, <laughs> sign him, Shane. I'm gonna Get join in. in. I'm joining in the in the message board keyboard warriors. Shane, this is what you need to do. You need to sign this kid, Turbo Richard. It's I, I just hope he doesn't use a, a a nickname for Richard, short for Richard, as his last name. Turbo Dick. I was gonna say. I mean, you know, Turbo Richard may not necessarily be the way you, you want to go, but uh, <laughs> it may not be what you want to be known for. How does Turbo that Richard? <laughs> is that like a like one of those little fans or something? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, uh, I, if Michelle, if Michelle at uh, Electric Bikes with Charles, she plays the show on TV in there. So if I just if I just scared somebody out of there, I I I'll I'll figure out how to make it up. But I apologize. I saw this guy on a TV interview one time and had, had lower third with his name. He's giving an interview. And it was like Dick Tips, City Councilman. I'm like, there's yeah. a man that just refuses to go by Richard, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, just not going to be. Why? Well, yeah. Who decided this? Yeah, you know, anyway. Why not be Richie? <laughs> I, Rich Craig, is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Richie. Or Rick. Rick Tips. Rick, that's right. That's kind of pimp. Rick Tips. Uh, American uh, Top 40. What was yeah, that? That's Rick D's. Never not as good as uh, J.C. Schubert, but at the end of the day, Nothing's as good as that. Nothing. Schubert. Turbo Turbo Schubert. Uh, Schubert. Schubert. (laughs) Turbo Schubert is uh, EMF or one of those bands had a had a album with Schubert Dip. (laughs) EMF, although they did y'all unbelievable. Was that right? Schubert Dip for EMF? I'm not sure. You can't have a name Um, of Turbo Schubert and not run like a three nine forty. I mean Guy's got to be fast. Like, but if you're German, though, if you're German, they, Schubert, at least start the clock when he gets to the ten. Oh my God, it's a it's thirty-one. A yeah, well, you know, I must break you. Uh, real, let me answer this real quick, JC. I do want to get your thoughts on Dunbar. Chris said he heard on the broadcast last night from the Citadel Network. Hope you weren't listening to the radio called the Citadel. Uh, if we win the Thursday Friday games this weekend, we'll have the most wins in March since the 1980s. I actually put this set out the other day. Um, we have, going into last night's game, 17 wins, now 18, but 17 was tied for the most in the month of March since June Reigns' team did it in 91. Uh, the record for the most n- wins in the month of March is 19 in 1986. 
So now they've got 18. If they win Thursday and Friday, yes, they'll have the most wins in the history of the program in the month of March. And we all know they have – this is the best start in school history currently. So, yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh. Oh. Uh, oh. So, Craig said that Dunbar is solid. I know Craig lives up in that area. I don't know if he's seen him play at Midland Valley, but I don't know anything about him. We know about he's him. been on the radar for a long time. He's been uh, one of the most productive backs in the state for a while. Teams have just been slow to offer. I think there's questions about his size a little bit. Um, he's changed school. I think he's changed the schools again, too. I mean, I, I, he would be a guy Carolina would probably have to get in camp. Uh, but I, I'll tell you, Clint pointed out, Daniel Hill from Meridian, Mississippi, and Peyton Lewis uh, from Virginia. I think Salem, Virginia, maybe. Oh, now, wait a second here. So, uh, Chris from Nana's Sports will correct me. He knows which place in Virginia he's from. Those are the top two with Anthony Carey from Tampa also in the mix. Um, all those guys are studs, right? Here's the problem with getting Daniel Hill. You're battling Alabama. And for those of you that don't know, Meridian is the first town. If you go through Tuscaloosa down I-20, which is 20-59, and you head west, young man. Uh, those of you that have made the drive to Shreveport probably have been this way. The first Ooh. city you come to, the first city you come to is is Meridian, Mississippi. When you cross, it's right on the border of it's Alabama. On the border, yeah. So Tuscaloosa is like an hour from Meridian. I mean, it's tough. I mean, that, that that's going to be tough uh, unless Alabama does something like, well, you're not going to have a scholarship here to play running back. You're a linebacker all the way. He wants to play running back unless he feels that strongly about it. Uh, but, but here's how good this staff is recruiting at Carolina, though. Carolina's right there. I mean, they could easily get him. Alabama people think that way, too. That's a kid from Meridian. He should have been committed to Alabama, you know, if, if Carolina wasn't serious. Um, Peyton Lewis, South Carolina's going to benefit. He also has an Alabama offer. Carolina's going to benefit from being one of the first schools in. Uh, I like their chances with him right now. Uh, things can change as his recruitment continues to blow up. Uh, and then I think they've always been in a pretty good position with Anthony Carey. Uh, according to Hale, Carey nearly committed at a game this past year, but then backed off. Uh, you know, part of what I talked about the other day about the, the Tampa area and Carolina kind of getting back in down there had to do with him and his teammates and stuff. So, you know, there's three right there. If you can get two of them, you're you're cooking. You know, cooking hot good, grease. You know, hot That's grease. Hot. But uh, hot that doesn't burgers that, and hot grease. That's not going to be until next year. But uh, uh, Xavier Manley also asked. Uh, what about Stewart getting predictions on own three for OSU and Bama? Oh, yeah, and then Wilfong Wilfong said the other day that Georgia was trending. So there, that shows oh, you. Oh God, Tanner, fire him, Ray Tanner, fire him. If Stewart doesn't yeah. get here, he hi- he allowed Shane to hire the fire him. He's gone. Mm. Yeah, Chris points out Chris, uh, not Chris from Nana's, but uh, Salem is a five oh four. It's near Roanoke, uh, so it's in southwestern Virginia near Virginia yeah. Tech. I dated a girl from um, Salem one time. Awesome. A lot of nice memories. Just don't tell Carrie. No, I'm just kidding. Of the smiles we left behind, <laughs> we're still together. <laughs> of the way we were. That uh, JC, you've said it from day one. That Stewart recruitment's going to go down to, very similar to Harvard's, right? To the and then look, everybody in the industry now wants to be first with their little picks and stuff, but they should know better. Uh, and you know, notice Wolfong said Georgia's in good shape, but. He didn't crystal ball into Georgia. Uh, I don't know, think so. Georgia's in good shape. I, I think 
70, 80 percent of the people I've seen over there are a little, at least a little overweight. I mean, it's as far as it. Oh, you, t- oh, you meant like for Stewart. <laughs> Some of them look like bulldogs in the face. If you ever tell yourself, and you're in the state of Georgia, everybody here looks like a bulldog in the face, and you walk through the mall and you start just looking at people in the face, you'll laugh your butt off. Uh, if, if you just take the people with Georgia gear on and you go bulldog in the face, even like the skinny people, like little skinny bulldogs. Well, they laugh. They they, they bark at you. It's it's a strange. Uh, Xavier, I was not saying you were saying that. By the way, I, I was just. It had nothing to do with you. It's a it's an inside no. joke, but. Oh um, yeah, Xavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, no. That that wasn't that wasn't geared at you, man. My bad. Too heavy on pedal that. assist. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bone corrected the area code. It's five four zero five zero four is New Orleans, Louisiana. So, my bad. Um, oh. Well, there's a big difference in Salem, Virginia, and New Orleans, Louisiana. We need to make sure we get that right. Not Fire that Tanner. Ta- it's Tanner's fault. These, these these numbers shouldn't be the same. Fire. Yeah. Um, so anyway, hey, we're out of time, folks. Uh, not according to Mike Morgan. We got 28 minutes left. Yeah. Mike Morgan. We got 28 <laughs> minutes left. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm with Chris. Uh, Here goes I dated a girl from Salem's lot. <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> what was what was your girl's name? Because wait a second. Oh man, Salem, South Carolina, Florence Trail. Yeah, it is a little spooky out that way. There is a Salem, mm-hmm. South Carolina. There sure is. Yeah, we were talking about Salem, Virginia, where Peyton Lewis is from. Yeah, which is the Roanoke area, yeah. correct? Where the cigarettes um, are from? Winston <laughs> Salem. <laughs> No, there's, those are from Winston. Yeah, that's Winston. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's, Maybe that's for Salem. Alright. Tomorrow's show, uh, I guess uh, Chris Phillips is in. Jamie Bradford's out. It'll be yeah, actually, Phil and, it, Tomorrow's the opening uh, day of Major League Baseball. And I'm so excited to watch the Braves if uh, Bally Sports and all these other guys will let me. Generally, they don't. But if I can squeeze a, squeeze in a way to do it. Um, but I won't be here tomorrow. I've got some business to take care of. Um, but y- y'all can handle it. Just remember, it's opening day of Major League Baseball. The Braves play, uh, Braves play tomorrow night. The Gamecocks play tomorrow night. Is that that's cool? it. Everybody got it? Okay, all right. Excited. I think that's I'm it. excited about this plan. Happy to be a part of it. And then, uh, and then Stuart Lake will be a part of it on Friday. Nice. So looking forward to that. Which wait, which, this this will be the first time we get him like the night after a game. So yeah, that'll be yeah, good. we get to review instead of preview with Stu. And then yeah. the Did that uh, rhyme? Yeah, review with Stu. Yeah. <laughs> review instead of preview with Stu. And yeah. we'll bring back the mental edge on Friday too, guys. That'll be fun. The mental oh, yeah. edge. Yeah. Uh you'll right. you'll handle it. You'll handle it, Xavier. Keep these guys in line. And I'll see you in about forty eight hours. All right, we got a route. JC, Schubert, Phil, Mullinax, and me. Have a wonderful Wednesday afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow on Inside the Gamecocks uh, show.